Hello and welcome to the Beginners Elixarium pod with myself Heskibo. It's great to be with you again. We've just finished game week 25 of the Elixarium season. A pretty strange game week really. Um, going into it, it looked like there was a lot of big hitters with potential for good game weeks. Captaincy was a bit debated and split, but most of those big hitters actually failed to deliver. Um, Barisha blanked, Uhi blanked, Botheim blanked, Solbach and blanked. Um, I ended up captaining Pellegrino myself, who was one of the only ones who got any kind of return, and even then it was only an assist from him. So um, yeah, that captaincy return was enough for me to almost hold rank. Uh, I was 50th going into the game week and came out of it 52nd, so uh, pretty much static for myself. Um, my transfer, I brought in Botheim for Lenny Olsen, which I know is a, a move that some were looking at doing similar things, others were, were quite dead set against it. Um, it didn't pay off in the end, um, despite the fixture being better for, for Botheim than the fixture that Lenny Olsen had. It was Lenny Olsen who returned an eight-pointer, Botheim only got four. So that transfer didn't pay off, but um, yeah, a reasonably satisfactory game week. With my rank as it is at the moment and my target being top 100 and me being well within, anything that keeps me pretty much where I am, uh, I'm happy to call uh, a satisfactory game week. Um, but yeah, going into game week 26 uh, uh, this coming weekend, again, a lot of people now have a fairly template team formed and depending on rank, there will be questions of, you know, do we stick to the template or do we try and move away from it if you want something a little bit different. What I thought I'd do today in this episode of the pod was just to run through the different teams in the league and do um, a form fixture analysis. So to look at the teams, have a look at the, the form from the last five games, see how they've been doing, have a look at the fixtures that they've got coming up and from that maybe conclude what we should do with those teams, whether we should be investing in their assets, whether we should be selling their assets uh, or, or, or what we want to do with them. Now, I know form and fixture is one of those classic debates in fantasy football, and um, you've probably got your, your own opinions on it already. So I thought if we just talk a bit about both, then hopefully the information will be helpful to you, whichever side of the debate you land on. Uh, personally, I'd consider myself primarily a, a fixtures manager. I, I think um, yeah, having a good run of fixtures often is what um, kind of underlies what what we see as form. Usually, it's when players have had a number of games that, that are favourable games. They, they they tend to show good outcome, and it dries up sometimes in the harder games. So I think the fixtures are what yeah give shape to to form. Not always, of course. There's always a a bit of random fluctuation in there as well. But that's the way I play. Now, I'm not saying I'd buy bad players just because they've got good fixtures but if I have two players available to me who are pretty much on a level and uh, one of them's had a, a run of good scores recently uh, has a, had a bit of a hot streak but is going into some tough fixtures and the other one um, you know has, has it the other way around they've not done anything uh, in the last few games they've had a few blanks but the fixtures are getting tasty then uh, I, I would always plump for the guy who's got the good fixtures uh, rather than the guy who's just had a few returns in the previous few games, assuming that the assets are otherwise equal uh, in my mind. 
that's my approach yours might be different and uh, that's fine I'm not uh, using this episode really to kind of preach being a fixtures over form manager but just want to put it out there that that's the way I play that's what was behind my Bothheim move in for Lenny Olsen um, but Budaglip just had a, a better run of fixtures in my opinion than Lillistrom did so that's what uh, motivated me to do that move but I'm going to work from the bottom of the league upwards uh, as we just discuss each team so uh, we start with Mjondelen and you know Mjondelen's form is medium-ish they, they had a good win a couple of weeks ago 5-0 home win against Christensen which really seemed a bit out of the blue a um, couple of draws against weaker teams in the last five as well odd and Bran, um, but lo- losses against Tromso and a 7-0 loss against Hogerson. But th- they need to pull their act together, Mjondelen, at the bottom of the league. But they do still have a chance, I think, of getting uh, third bottom, which would get them a playoff and a possible way to stay up. Um, yeah, the form doesn't seem that inspiring. If you take that 5-0 win, it, win out of it, then there really isn't a lot going for them. And the fixtures aren't great either. They've got Viking at home. Strom's got set away, Sarpsborg away at home, Valerenga away and Budaglimt at home. So a lot of teams still to come who you think could, could score goals against them. So I wouldn't fancy them defensively. Mjondland have never been a team that I've fancied from an attacking perspective. So yeah, I think it's fair to say they're in a void right now and they'll do well if they don't end up in the bottom two. Uh, second bottom, who I think are in a battle uh, again to um, stay up via the playoff, really. I think the, the distance uh, from the bottom three to fourth bottom is too much now. So these bottom three are really fighting to see which one gets that second chance in the playoff. And uh, it's Bran. And again, from a form point of view, it's not looking good. Um, they've lost their last two, albeit difficult games, but they've lost uh, at home to Viking and uh, away to Valerenga in the last two. But before that, they had three much nicer games and uh, they only got three draws and they needed to be winning these games if they were to have a chance of, um, you know, escaping from their predicament. And that, that was Mjondel and Stabek and Odd and they, they couldn't win any of the games. So form-wise, there's not a lot going on at Bran to like. Fixtures, pretty hard. Home games coming up against uh, Rosenborg and Mulder and Sarpsborg. Away, away games against Sanderfjord and Budaglimt. So to still have uh, Rosenborg and Mulder and Budaglimt in those final five games, again, I'm thinking we're, we're on a harder void when it comes to Bran. Um, Stabek are the other team in uh, that bottom three at the moment. Uh, they won their last game against Hogerson, which was a much needed win and put them in uh, pole position to grab that playoff chance. Um, in the other games, there's three 3 nil losses in there, but you can kind of excuse them when you see what the fixtures were. They lost 3 nil at home to Budaglimt, 3 nil at home to Mulder, and 3 nil away to Lillestrom, which are all very tough games. You wouldn't really have expected Stabek to get anything from them. Uh, and then a draw against Bran. But now the fixtures that they've got turn a little bit nicer. They've got Sarpsborg away, away Christensen at home, Trumza away, Rosenberg at home and odd away so it's not perfect fixtures but definitely not as bad as they have been so out of those bottom three probably Stabek are the team who uh, you might think there's still uh, a couple of results there for them to have um, I don't think they're, they're screaming by the players necessarily but um, I don't think they're hard avoids either if they solve problems for you maybe a cheap defender like a Wangberg or an Otterson might do something uh, for you or uh, a punt on one of the attacking assets could be worth it 
as well. Um, if you've got them, probably a hold at this point. Now, fourth from bottom, Sanderfield. I think they've got enough points on the board now that they're safe, um, which is a great achievement for them. I was expecting at the start of the season for it to be a real year of struggle for them, but um, looks like they'll be in Elitserian again next season. Um, their form, um, again, it's, it's middling. It's what you'd expect from a team quite near the bottom. Uh, they've lost three of their last five, all against teams you'd expect them to lose to. Um, away at Budaglimt, away at Rosenborg, and away at Viking. Um, fed a little better in the home games. Got a 2-0 win at home against Stromsgodse and also uh, drew at home against Odd. So uh, maybe there's a, a couple of home clean sheets that they could have. Um, this week they've got Mulder, which is not a good fixture. But then after that, the fixtures do get a bit nicer. Uh, Bram... Hogerson, Christensen and Lillestrom as the final four. So uh, again, Sanderfjord assets, um, probably a hold. Um, I've got Wembangomo. Uh, he, he missed the last game and I'm not relying on him against Mulder. He'll be on my bench even if he's back, but uh, hopefully he'll be back uh, for those last four and I might make some use of him. Uh, others might still have um, Johnson, who's now back playing in the more attacking role. Um, suspended for the Mulder game, but again, you probably weren't relying on him too much for that game but then for that last run of four he could be coming back into his own as a useful player to have maybe uh, a player to jump back on if he solves a problem for for you in midfield um norman hansen as well still an option so uh, i think sanderfield once this week's gone might be coming back into um consideration as, as a team worth looking at if they solve problems for you uh Fifth bottom at Odd, and Odd have really been um, tanking lately. They've not been doing very good at all. Uh, it's a good job they've got points on the board, uh, which has um, meant that despite this poor run that they're on, they're not really getting sucked into trouble. But um, yeah, in the last five games, they haven't won any of them. Um, they lost at home to Mulder, um, kind of expected. Uh, lost away at Tromsø and only drew with Sanderfjord, Bran and Mjondelen, which are a disappointing results in two home games against Bran and Mjondel and they've conceded five which uh, is not pleasing to me as someone who has their goalkeeper um, I bought him seeing that good run of fixtures but hasn't really delivered as I hoped um, fixtures coming up um, still a reasonably good run of fixtures Christensen at home Sarpsburg away away Valerenga at home, Viking away and Stabek at home, which means that Odd are still viable in my opinion. I mean, Svensson in particular is a player who's, um, even, even though the form of the team hasn't been good, individually he, he really does have good personal form and with the fixtures he'd still be a buy in my book. Um, the rest of the Odd squad... Um, just the, the fact that the performances haven't been there. There's no one else I'm really looking at thinking, yeah, I'd want to jump on this player at this moment in time. Uh, Tromso, um, they've been on pretty good form recently. Uh, in the last five, they've got three wins all at home. They're turning uh, that home stadium into a bit of a fortress in the far north there. They've beat Horgerson 2-0, they've beat Mjondelen 1-0, and they've beaten Odd 2-0. So the clean sheets are coming as well, so Tromsø defensively uh, seem to be well worth looking at and investing in now. And then the away games, uh, they got a draw away at Christensen, uh, one all in the last game, which is um, a good result to get. And then the only blemish in their recent form was the the 3-0 loss away at Mulder, which again, you'd kind of expect Mulder are, are a top, top side. Uh, 
Still got three more home games to come as well out of the last five, which given how they've been doing at home, only bodes well. And those games are against Strom's Godset, Stabek and Viking, and the away games against Valerenga and Sarpsburg 08. So I think Troms are still a team you can buy players from. Um, yeah, defensively, uh, I mean, people looking for a, a goalkeeper. Um, Karlstrom may be the, the go-to of the cheap keepers now. Um, Vesteland, a, a good, cheap defender who's got some attacking threat. Now, Mickelson seems to be banging every week. I regret not taking him on my wild card. Great option uh, for those who have him. Uh, I wouldn't go near the strikers just because there seems to be a bit too much rotation who plays up there with Mickelson. Um, but yeah, Tromso uh, see, seem a team well worth investing in. Uh, another team who a few weeks ago I had worries about but have proved me wrong is um, Sarpsborg 08. Their uh, form really has been good. The last five games, they've won four of them. They've beaten uh, some good teams as well. They've beat Lillestrom, they've beat Christensen, they've beaten Valerenga and they've beaten Viking. Uh, their, their only loss in that time was against Budaglen. So seeing that run of five, I would have expected potentially them to lose all of the games. And I've had them as the underdog in each one, but they've done well. And their fixtures now look amazing. They've got Stabek this week. Then they've got Odd, both at home. Then they go away to Mjondelen. Then they've got Tromso at home. And then away to Bram on the last day of the season. So you couldn't really write a better set of five fixtures than that. So here we've got a team on good form and a team with good fixtures. So everything about um, Sarpsburg 08 would be saying bye. Um, particularly the attacking assets, um, Linseth. And Kone, both looking players well worth jumping on. Um, defensively, despite them winning all five games, they, um, they've conceded a goal in each of the games. So um, I, I wouldn't worry too much about that because, again, we said that the teams they played were strong teams and coming up against weaker teams, I think clean sheets might be on the way for them as well. So if you're looking at, at players to, to shore up your defence, again, Christians, uh, sorry, again, Sarpsborg might be a very good team to look at because, um, yeah, they've got those fixtures and are doing well. So uh, I think they're, they're a team well worth investing in at this point. Um, Horgerson next. Um, Horgerson's form hasn't been great. Uh, in the last five games, they've only won one. Now, it was a 7-0 win at home against Mjondelen, um, which is a great result, but they failed to follow it up. They've lost away at Stabek, which is a disappointing result. Lost away at Tromso. Uh, drew against uh, Rosenborg. Drew against... Uh, uh, lost against Valerenga. So, only scored two goals in the other four games, uh, apart from that 7-0. So... For me, when I look at that 7-0, it seems a bit of an anomaly rather than a pattern for how Horgerson are doing. And uh, the fixtures aren't that appealing either. They've got Buda Glimp this week, and Viking, Sander Fjordstrom's Godset and Mulder. So uh, three out of the five at least seem pretty tricky. Maybe arguably four out of the five seem tricky because some Strom's Godset away isn't that easy a fixture either. So for that reason, uh, Horgerson are not really on my radar at the moment. Uh, Strom's Godset are another team who, um, uh, well, until this week, I would have said were on bad form because uh, they lost against Valerenga, they lost against Viking, uh, kind of understandable, and they lost against Sanderfjord as well. Um, now, they did get a one-all draw against Budaglim, which was a good result for them, but then they blew all that away because they beat Mulder 6-0 this week, which was a crazy result, totally 
unexpected. And um, yeah, sure, Strom's concept to be kind of a, a bingo team, a bit random, really. You can't predict when they're going to win and when they're going to lose and how they will do. The fixtures they've got do look tasty. They've got Tromsø away, Mjondland at home, Lillestrøm away, Horgerson at home, uh, and then Rosenberg away. So, yeah, I, I don't know what to make of them. Um, I don't think I would be buying them uh, just because uh, they can't be relied on. But the ones that I've got, um, which for me is only Vilsvik that I've got, but I'm not thinking about selling either. I think don't buy, don't sell. Um, hold them, play them in the better of the fixtures and bench them for the rest is probably the right approach for Strom's Godset at the moment. Next up as we're working up the table, uh, I think we're into seventh now, is Valerenga, um, who have been doing quite well recently. Um, they've won their three home games out of the last five. So uh, Brown at home, Horgerson at home, Strom's Godset at home. Nice enough home fixtures, but they've been doing the business in them. Uh, away from home, they, they lost against Sarpsburg, away away, but they did get an away draw against uh, Rosenborg. So they're looking good. They're uh, moving from mid-table obscurity to just kind of connecting with it, the teams at the, the kind of upper mid part of the league now. And they've got more good fixtures to come. So Lillestrøm away this week, that'll be a, a really interesting game, how that one goes. And then home against Tromso, away against Odd. Home against Mjondland, so a lovely little three there before going away to Christensen on the last day of the season. I think Valerenga are looking decent. If you want a differential, they might be a place to invest. I, I think um, midfielders, uh, players like Sarui could be um, a, a very nice differential. I mentioned him a bit on last week's episode. Um, I mean, even defensively, you could go there as well if you want something a bit different. Valerenga seem uh, primed for... For investment right now. Um, Christensen are a team who until a few weeks ago looked like they were on great form. They beat uh, Rosenberg 1-0 at home. They drew 0-0 against Lillestrøm uh, and people were flocking to their defenders but it's taken a bit of a turn for the worst. Uh, they were turned over 3-1 at home by Sarpsborg 08. They uh, lost 5-0 away to Mjondelen in a, in a game that no one saw that one come in and then uh, drew one all at home against Tromsø. So that form that was looking good has just kind of dive-bombed a little bit now. But they do still have some nice enough fixtures left. Their away games are good. They're away at Odd. They're away at Stabæk. And they're away at Sanderfjord. Home games against Viking and Valerenga as well, which they're, they're capable of giving both of those teams a game. There'll be interesting games, both of them. So I think with the Christensen players, I'd say even though the results haven't been going well, don't panic if you're on someone like Strad Nielsen. He's shown time and again how dangerous a player he is. Um, if you've got other defensive assets or uh, even attacking assets, I think we're probably uh, with Christensen now in don't buy, don't sell territory. Not looking too good, but the fixtures are there for them. Lillestrøm. Um, now, they're a team who um, they, they seem to be having a blip. Uh, they lost against Sarsborg away, drew at Christensen, so drew at home to Christensen, and uh, lost 5 1 against Viking. But they've turned it around, and the last couple of games have been way better. 3 um, 0 win at home against Stabek, 3 1 win away at Rosenberg. And it says players are coming back into the team. They've had um, Lenny Olsen out injured for one of the games, they had Ogbu suspended, uh, Christiansen uh, had been injured for a while, but now they're getting their strongest team back together, they're doing pretty well. Um, 
Now, I don't like their fixtures much, uh, which was behind my choice to sell Lenny Olsen. Now, the, the Rosenberg game that they actually did win was one of the tough fixtures, but still, next game is Valerenga at home, which it's a tough game. Uh, could go either way. Uh, could could be goals in it, but uh, it's not that easy. And then they go away to Budaglint, home to Stromsgodset, away to Mulder. And then the, the last day of the season, they're ho at home to Sanderfjord, which is a nice game. But just that little run before that is enough to put me off Lillestrøm for now. So they're not a team I'm looking to at this point, but maybe to dip back into them for game week 30. Uh, then up to fourth, we've got Rosenborg. Uh, and their form hasn't been very good, really, for a team in the upper echelons of the league. They did have a 4-1 home win against Sanderfjord, but uh, also a couple of draws and a couple of losses in the last five. Not really against teams who you'd be expecting them to, to slip up against either they haven't played any of the real big teams in those games and yet only one win out of five and they've got tougher tests to come now this week I think they're a hold because going away to Bran I think their players could do pretty well still but after that it's Mulder away and Buda Glimt at home so uh, I do wonder if game week 27 is the time to come off uh, Rosenberg assets and then um, the last two again it, it gets a bit nicer so Stabak away and Strom's God set at home so I'm not quite sure how I'm going to play it yet but um, I've got Vecchia and I'm thinking um, that yeah maybe one more game for him and then look in a different direction and our Viking our team have been doing great four wins out of the last five uh, have put them up into the, the bronze medal position down from about sixth before this run of fixtures started beat Sanderfjord at home beat Strom's Godset away beat Lillestrom at home beat Bran away and the, the only blemish was in the, the most recent game uh, with that 2-1 home loss against Sarpsborg away but the fixtures keep coming they're away at Mjondland this week then uh, Tromso at home Christensen away Odd at home and Tromso away so Viking right through to the end of the season look good if you're already on your, your Viking assets then keep them uh, pretty much every game Barisha uh, is in the captaincy conversation uh, whether you captain him or not he's at least an option that you've got to consider and if you're not on them yet there's still time to invest in Viking um, I'd imagine most people probably have got Barisha and at least one other um, but yeah they're still worth investing in still worth uh, buying uh, more Viking assets because they're doing well and the fixtures are there then we've got Mulder. Mulder's form was good until a couple of weeks ago. They beat Odd 3-1 away. They beat Tromso 3-0. They beat Stabek 3-0. Um, then they had that big title-deciding game against Budaglimp. The, they lost. Uh, Budaglimp got the better of them. And um, and then the 6-0 loss against Stromsko. So that's difficult to explain. So it looks like had the wheels fallen off now for Mulder, what do we do with our Mulder assets is a question to consider. Well, my answer is we keep them because they're at home to Sanderfjord this week. Uh, so it's a great opportunity for them to bounce back. Um, as I've set my team at the moment, I have the captain's armband on Uhi um, for that one. Then uh, Rosenberg at home is a tough game. But after that, they go away to Brand. So another nice, favourable game there. And then Lillestrøm and Horgesund to finish the season off for them. Um, 
and then Buda Glimt. And uh, Buda Glimt, top of the league and a team on form. Four wins out of the last five, including that win uh, away at Mulder. Uh, beat Salzburg 08, the only team in the last five to do that. Beat Sandefjord, beat Stabek. Uh, obviously, there was the uh, 6-1 over Roma in Europe as well, which was a sensational result. And the only team they didn't beat was um, Strom's Godset away, where they got a, a one-all draw. Um, but yeah, Budaglim, the, the form is there. They do have some injuries to key players, but still seem able to, to churn out the results and to, um, yeah, look, look like they're going to win the league again. Um, fixtures remaining are pretty good. Um, Hogson away, Lillestrom at home, Rosenberg away, Bran at home, and Mjondlin away. So particularly those last two to finish off the season are pretty strong. So, yeah, where I'm at with Buda Glimt is I, I want to have a, a nice big slice of Buda Glimt attack. I mean, I'd love a Buda Glimt defender as well. I don't quite see an easier way uh, to get there immediately, but before long, that's what I'd like to have. Uh, Bjorken is punishing me for not having him. But having the double up on the attack uh, is something that I'm enjoying. Uh, Botham and Pellegrino and my two others might be um, looking at Solbakken as well as a very good Buda Glimt asset. But um, yeah, I think they're definitely a team worth investing in so hopefully that helps just to cover the different teams and where they're at and which ones we want to be looking at and which ones we don't going forward i put a message out on twitter yesterday just to see if anyone had any questions and uh, there's a few that have been asked so uh, let me just take my time to uh, cover them so the first one is a question from uh, james follis who first thing he does is asks about what we should do with Vecchia and Vecchia didn't start the last game he was on the bench but he came on pretty early because of an injury now I don't think there's a lot to be concerned about with him not starting I think it, it was uh, to give him a rest I don't think he's lost his place or anything like that so I wouldn't worry about him from that point of view and uh, I'm quite happy to hold him this week. He's got a nice fixture away at Brand, So uh, I think Vecchi is absolutely fine. Unless we get news later in the week that he's not going to play. I think he's a hold for this week. But the fact they've got then uh, those two games after it against Mulder and Budaglint. I think game week 27, it's worth rethinking that and moving off him. And you know, there's a number of good ways you could go. I don't know uh, who you currently have and who you, you don't have, but... Is quite similar in price to um, to Solbakken, so that could be a move that you go for. Uh, you have Svensson, that could be a move you go for. Linseth's looking good as well, or um, you know maybe you take a differential like a, a Bryn Hilton or a Sarui. Or there's plenty of routes you could go from Vecchia, but I think one more week and then might be the time to jump off him. Uh, also asking for the best Myra replacement. Um, I don't like making goalkeeper transfers, so I'd wait for news on that one. And if Myra is uh, fine, then I, I would hold rather than transfer him. But if he's not, and if you do need to make a move, um, well, I think if you want a cheap goalkeeper, then um, going maybe Karlstrom at, at Tromsø would be the one uh, who, who I think probably is the, the best of the cheap goalies uh, at the moment. Uh, Walstead does have the fixtures, but he doesn't seem to be keeping clean sheets and Rossback is knocking around. So I'm slightly regretting that pick from my wild card. Um, if you can pay a bit more, then, um, you know, there's a couple of options you could go for. So I'm um, going for Kaikin from 
Budeblint is uh, potentially a good way to go. Gets you in on the best defence in, in the league. Um, but actually, looking at the fixtures, I, I might be tempted to go Christensen from Sarpsborg 08 and take him as the as the goalie between now and the end of the season. He's probably the one who I, I can most see keeping um, you know, four clean sheets out of the last five. So that could be a way if you've got enough money to spend on him. Um, Paul Langton's asking, what wildcard team would I pick if available? Um, and I must confess, I haven't sat down and worked one out exactly to budget, but um, off the top of my head, if I was wildcard, yeah, I'd definitely go Barisha and Uhi up front, and then um, it'd be either Botheim or Lenny Olsen. My taste is Botheim, but I, I can see the arguments for Lenny Olsen uh, as well. Uh, in midfield, I'd want a Budaglint midfielder in there, so Pellegrino or Solbakken, again, depends um, which one you, you most like the look of and whether you want to take the saving to downgrade to Solbakken to, to upgrade elsewhere in the squad, but I'd definitely have one or the other of those two. Uh, I'd definitely have Svensson in there, I'd definitely have Bell in there, I'd definitely have Mickelson in there, and then that would leave one more slot for someone a bit more differential. Probably Linseth would be the one I'd take um, to, to get that Sarpsburg 08 cover as well to complete the midfield. Um, Defensively, if I could afford it, uh, I'd want Bjorken, assuming he's fit. Let's see what the uh, fitness situation is on him. Um, but that would be my ideal choice. Um, I'd probably want Strand Nielsen as well, and then some cheap defenders. Um, Vesteland is a good cheap defender, um, so probably take him. Um, yeah, then um, maybe someone super cheap like um, an Oyvind or a Jonathan or someone like that, and then whatever else the budget allowed really defensively um if i could get to a uh, Salzburg 08 defender i'd probably do it but they're, they're slightly pricey so if not i might have to settle for someone like um, uh, a wangberg type or a wenmangomo type and that would be fine and then goalie a cheap goalie and then karlstrom if i had to settle for it or christensen if if I could get that. Something like that would be a wildcard team that I'd go for if I was picking one at this moment in time. Uh, TJ's asking, is there anything we can learn from this game week or was it just a bit of an anomaly? Um, I think what we can learn from it is that weird stuff happens in Elitzerian and it's not always predictable. It's not easy to read what's going to happen. We still need to play, play the odds and back the best teams but it's a league where some weeks results will just go away we're not expecting and we need to be ready to take that in our stride uh, and just move on from it and uh, yeah that would be my main learning I think from from this game week um, also asking if there's any news on Bjorken um, I, I heard he was traveling with the squad uh, to, to Rome for the um, Europa Conference League game and then was going to be assessed so um, if they think he's in with a chance of that one then it sounds like it's probably not a long-term issue and you'd imagine there's a good chance he's back for the weekend and if he's not then it's international break after that so that would leave him plenty of time to get ready so uh, I wouldn't be panicking about selling him if I had him um, but I probably if if I was thinking of buying him, I'd just wait till later in the game week for some more definitive news upon him. Um, FPL Dracaris is asking, is the Pellegrino and Solbakken double up worth it by sacrificing Lenny Olsen? 
I mean, my answer is, yeah, I think so. I did something similar going for the Pellegrino Bothheim double up. Um, your idea of Pellegrino Solbakken, it seems pretty similar. And I think there could be a lot of value in it. Um, as I say, I'm a fixtures-based manager and seeing Lillestrom's fixtures made me feel like um, Lenny Olsen uh, could be sold at this moment in time. I know others view it differently and uh, would weight the form a bit higher. And Lenny Olsen has been so good, there's obvious danger in letting him go back. Yeah, I, I like the look of the Pellegrino Solbakken and uh, double by, by getting rid of Lenny Olsen. Uh, FPL Tactician is asking whether we can still invest in Mulder assets. And I think the answer is yes. Um, my philosophy around uh, fantasy football is that uh, good teams don't stop being good on the basis of one or two bad results. You know, every, every team will lose and every team will have an off day. But it doesn't mean that we stop investing in them. I need to see a longer term pattern of decline before I uh, I was put off investing in Molda and I, I do think they are still the best attacking team best attacking team in the league. I believe they've scored more goals uh, than anyone else, or at least they had last time I checked. I think Uhi uh, certainly is a player who I'm still expecting a lot more points from in the remaining game weeks. A very captainable player. Also think Bryn Hilton is a player who's been looking good and could be good value uh, to to own him uh, as a different way of going than everyone else. Horgan as well is a player expensive, but I think Moldo will get clean sheets and he's got goal threat, so could be worthwhile investing in him as well. Um, so yeah, there's some of the Moldo players I like. I wouldn't be paying Ekram's price for him uh, at the moment. There's a, a lot of better value players than him out there. Um, FPL Remain is asking whether minus five is a new record for a single player in an ESN game week. Of course, Bjorn back got minus five this week. I don't know if it's a record or not, really. I don't keep track of it in ESN. It's, it's the worst score I've seen anyone get in a game week in the time that I've been playing in this game. I've seen worse in other games. Um, I think Ryan Bertrand in FPL got a minus seven, did he, last season or the season before? Something like that. And um, in the Pharaohs fantasy game, there was a player who, who got even worse than that. Um, but yeah, in ESN, I think um, minus five is the worst I've seen. But perhaps there are those who've been playing longer who, or who remember different incidents who've seen worse. Um, and then Jack at Bones FPL is asking, when would I favour a rich uncle against the pack? Um, game with 29 or 30. Um, and he says he's chosen those two uh, because of big scores and that we get to see all the lineups. I'm not so sure we will get to see all the lineups in game week 29. Uh, I, I might be wrong, but... I think the website isn't updated yet for TV selections. So I think when December TV selections comes through, we'll see which lineups we get to see and which we don't. Game week 30 being the final game week of the season, um, then we will get to see them all. So that would be a big factor in favour of game week 30. Um, also, just thinking about what would I want to do if I was playing uh, a rich uncle. Um, I'd won three Buddha Glimpse and I'd won... Pellegrino, Solbakken and Bothheim in the fixture that I most fancied them uh, to go huge in. And looking at that last game of the season, they're playing Mjondelen. So that in and of itself would be enough for me to think, right, um, game week 30 sounds great. Um, 
you know, looking at the other fixtures, there's plenty there that I like the look of. Lillestrom, uh, I've got a nice home game, so you um, bring Lenny Olsen back in, which could give you a great justification for selling him now before his tougher games. Mulder's fixture is Horgerson away. That's a, a totally fine fixture to be jumping on their big assets as well. Barisha's at Tromso. I think, you know, that's a viable fixture for him. Uh, Rosenberg, we've got a home fixture against Tromsgaard. So I think there's enough there to pick a really nice team from. Uh, for, for your rich uncle in game week 30. Order at home to Stabex. So someone like Rude could be a good pick for, for that rich uncle team. So yeah, I'd be looking at game week 30 for it uh, is what my favourable way of going would be. So uh, they're the questions that were asked on Twitter. Um, just looking at my team for the coming game week. So the deadline is 4pm uh, this coming Saturday. And I would like to roll the transfer, I think. I'm pretty happy with what I've got. And uh, then having two transfers the following week would allow me to come off Fetchia and decide what direction I want to go from there. Uh, and if I do come down from him, which is what my current instinct is, it would then allow me to make a second transfer on the same week and maybe make a defensive upgrade because I'm conscious that my defence is pretty weak at the moment. So... The team that I'm looking at going into next game week with is I've got Walstead in goal. Um, defensively, um, I've lined up with Vesteland and Vilsvik in the fixture against each other. And then Collie uh, played against Odd. In midfield, I'm lining up with Pellegrino, Vecchia, Svensson and Bell. And then up front, uh, Captain Uhi. have got the vice-captaincy on Berisha and got Botheim as well. First sub is Oivan, second sub is Wembangomo, and third sub is Brunas. So that's what I'm looking at doing. And obviously that's subject to change. There's plenty of time in the week for more news to emerge on different players that I might need to deal with, or for me to just change my mind about something or have a new idea. So um, this is just my thinking at this stage, but um, yeah, the idea is to roll Captain Uhi uh, and then attack the following game week a bit harder. But yeah, I'm going to leave it there. Thanks everyone for listening. I wish you all the best of luck in game week 26 and I will see you next time.